Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Hello, sports fans. We are recording this uh, live after a, a scintillating tank battle between the Canucks and the Detroit Red Wings. I am Aaron Warner. With me, as always, my co-host, Stefan Heck. How you doing? I guess it's this afternoon now, but uh, how are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's 12.06 p.m. on a, on a Saturday. Um, I was up early anyway, because I, I usually get up early on, on Saturday, so you know 9 a.m. was fine. I was also watching the Newcastle game at 9.30, which mm. uh, sucked. So, uh, I mean, really just getting up early and like ruining my day, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a perfect tank game. It was totally. not a great game to watch, uh, although there were some moments that were kind of cool. Um, and like I said, the perfect, perfect tank result. You had, uh, a Pedersen goal, you yep. had some exciting moments and now I think they are eight points back of Detroit and Detroit has two games in hand. That's, um, I mean, just incredible, wood, but that's pretty safe, right? Uh, I mean, it's the Canucks we're talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they could find a way to fuck this up if they wanted to, but, um, I'm feeling pretty good about, about where they're at. Like, I think bottom five is going to be really tough. No. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But They're probably a bit too good for that, especially like on our last like episode, we talked about where I was, I was doing some cope as to why they, they could actually lose every game in March and April, yeah. except for the, the Chicago one. But I just don't think that's particularly realistic, <laughs> unfortunately. No. So no, I, unfortunately. I do see him like moving up a bit, but like if they can stay, uh, stay close to Montreal. And so they they're at like the sixth or seventh best odds. Yeah, uh, I'll be happy with that. That's that's like reasonable. It's not ideal. You'd love to see him lose more. And For I mean, sure. there's still, I guess, that possibility. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not I can't out complain hope. too much about where they're at. Like like the road trip. I guess they went what one, one two and one one two and one. Yeah, which is like you know what? That's fine. Like obviously, zero and four would have been preferable, but oh. um, I don't necessarily hate the Islanders' loss. That was kind of a cool game to win, um, and hopefully they come back home. Like they're really bad at home, so hopefully they come back home and and just you know shit the bed uh, over and over and over again because they they need to keep losing, obviously. But look, I I, I would be more than happy with you know a pick in the six to ten range and decent lottery odds. And then, you know, see what happens with the Islanders pick. But, you know, 13 to 15, if they get a, if they get like seventh overall and like 14th overall this year, like I'm not going to complain about that. You know, that's a that's a great kickstart to their prospect pool. So my Internet died for a second there. So hopefully you're able to carry that. (laughs) I I think I think I was. I was I was talking the whole time there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, nice. And the in Montreal just won an OT. Let's go. Oh, that's so. That's like the perfect result. Well, I guess I guess regulation would have been better. Regulation would have been perfect. So anyone that doesn't yeah. know, uh, Montreal playing the New York Islanders. So huge game for uh, the Canucks fans to watch. It's <laughs> been want, it's been really Montreal fun. We want to get points, and we want uh, the Islanders to lose. So yeah, it's been fun. Like scoreboard watching, um, like this way. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so. I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Like it's been, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, obviously watching the scoreboard for the tank, we've, we've gotten more than used to that at this point. Um, but like watching it for, Oh, we want this team to lose. So we get a better draft pick. Like that's fun. I'm they're, enjoying that a lot. They're reviewing the goal now. Oh, interesting. Potential okay. offside. Oh man. <laughs> oh, it's, he's like stood on the blue line and he's kicking it forward with a skate. Like the puck Ooh. and his skates are in the blue line at the same time. Okay. I, I think it's safe. This doesn't make for like great uh, radio or <laughs> podcasting, but especially because by the time anyone hears this, we'll know what happened in the game. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> well, it's get, like with it, Blocked Party, we're, we're getting like, we're getting so far ahead because producer Dan is going to be away 
uh, also the producer of this podcast, if you didn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, he's going to be away for the last two weeks of February. So um, I was like talking about the Super Bowl um, and and like just, the, you know, we're, we're recording an episode tomorrow that's going to be coming out in early March, right? Yeah. So like... <laughs> I guess that's like the nice thing. Like block party, it's nice because it's not like as topical, so you can get really far ahead. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's kind of like impossible to do that. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You're doing the um, the old come town thing where they recorded like three months of episodes over an entire long weekend at a cabin. God, dude, I I would. I, I mean, we can't do that for this, obviously, but I would love to do something like that for block party. Like just like have the whole summer off, basically. I, I would like run out of things to talk about. Kind of. I guess if you had a lot of guests. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's tough. I think w- with this show, I, you know, I'm interested to see what we haven't exactly planned what it's going to be like in the summer, but I think that'll be carried by guests and it'll I've, be like video I've, heavy uh, stuff probably. I've, so. uh, I've considered it a lot. So yeah. I want to have like a bunch of our funny friends on that have yeah. like a, a, a tangential interest in hockey. Yeah. Uh, and then we could just like shoot the shit. Um, and then I think talk a little I think that's bit a a, about yeah. it, right? Like one episode that I really want to do is to have Michael Hudson on, and we can talk about say, the uh, the Colorado he's a huge Red Wings to, fan. He's too. a big Red Wings fan, and there's the 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 ESPN Avs Red Wings documentary. So I'd oh like to do God. like an episode on that because I know he's a yeah. big fan of of that. That documentary uh, was so good. <laughs> it was really really good. It'd be a good time to like pull in like you know John and Tom and yeah. All sorts of other people um, yeah. that have a passing yeah. interest in hockey. And also, like, if some of our friends' teams are doing well in the playoffs, that would be... Yeah, which is... I'm trying to think. Uh, well, certainly, we... like, the Leafs, maybe, the Canes. That's true. Get John on for to talk about the Leafs in the playoffs. Um, speaking of the Leafs... Uh, yes, good segue. Well, look, this this rumor is is going around, and it's it's it started from the uh, the fourth period. Yeah, who, Earth. well, so yeah, it was Earth quoting the fourth period. Oh, because he so, does work for the for fourth think, period. Yeah, so the fourth period is uh, uh, Dave Pagnotta. Yeah, um, not great. Yeah, I don't know that he's necessary. Like, it'd be interesting to go back, and I'm sure people have done this in the past, and I remember people doing this on like message boards with like. When like Eklund was really popular. Yeah, I was going to say, is this like an E3 then, E4? It it seems more like that to me. Like it would be interesting to go back and actually see like, oh, was this person right? I mean, I know they're just, a lot of the times it's like, oh, they're talking about them, which I'm sure is true. Yeah, sure. Um, That type of stuff happens all the time, right? Yeah. It's it's saying that, oh, there's discussions being held doesn't mean that a trade is going to happen, of course. Mm -hmm. Um I'd be interested, like, if these discussions are happening at all, I'm very, very happy as a Canucks fan. Um, yeah. If there's, so like, the, the, any semblance of a possibility of that happening. Yeah. So the rumor is uh, the the Leafs are interested in Tyler Myers, which, like, I just don't, I don't believe that. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. They're too, I, I mean, they've made kind of, you know, they, they targeted, uh, what's his name, Nick Felino. So they've made, yeah. like, bad deadline deals in the past, but, like. Maybe they I, think the size and and Myers physicality would be helpful against the I, the yeah. Lightning because everything that they do has got to be from the lens of like how is it going to help us beat the Lightning in the first round? Right? I, Myers would just get like uh, he's so bad. Like I just don't. I, yeah, I'm, maybe look, they I'm, think he can like go out and like hurt Kucherov or something. Oh God, yeah. I guess <laughs> maybe they maybe want a big I, guy because uh, they have Headman and be their foil for that. Yeah, I guess that could be it. I just I truly. I mean, it makes no sense to me that it's even being talked about, which I don't I don't think it's going to happen as as nice as it would be. Don't get me wrong. I would fucking love if it happened. That's, um, I, that's I just don't kind of, think it's going to happen. But it's kind of Toronto's thing with rentals, though, right? Like they like getting players that they think they can keep. And it's not like yeah. pure rental, which Myers would be. And yeah. then what you would take back like a probably like an Alex Kerfoot or something. To yeah. Make the money like work. That. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think maybe there's discussions happening, but it doesn't make sense to, I guess there's two schools of thought where like, obviously the Canucks, Myers is a more valuable um, asset after they pay his bonus. Yeah. But also like, does Aquilini want to pay no, his he's, bonus? He's, he's, te- he's cheap. He's cheap as shit. Yeah. So, so I, I, like that, you can see that from the Dickinson move, right? Like that yeah. was a a move to like 
save money at Man, uh, I keep forgetting about how that trade was so fucking bad. Holy shit. Let's go. Goal's good. Montreal wins. Woo. Oh, th- wow, that was a long um, review. It was really long. Okay, I'm going to close that browser now. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, Man, today's game, I was like, yeah. at the very beginning, Riley Stillman like made a couple of like passes or he was carrying the puck. And I'm like, you know what? He's He's been a little bit better this week, I think. There hasn't been as many like gap and then just fucking was awful for the rest of the game. Yeah, he made some really, really bad plays, like really bad plays, Um, um which like, what, you know, whatever. He's not. Yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> it, what do you expect? Right. It happens, but I, yeah, it was just, I mean, just brutal. Like, you know what just... I would love to see is <laughs> I would that? love to see Riley Stillman fucking waved and then Christian Wolanin brought up. Yeah. He's like, Willanen's he's been ha- quite good. Right? He's been having, he's like over a point per game in the AHL. Yeah. He was like the only representation to the AHL all-star game. He's yeah. been really good down there. Like, yeah, everything goes through him. He was good in the, the preseason as well. Like, remember that game, uh, I don't think it was the Edmonton game. Maybe it was against like Anaheim or something. Yeah. But he really impressed in that game. And there's a lot of talk about like him making the team, except he's a, a left hand D. Yeah. Like, How old not? is he? Uh, older. Like I know he's UFA after this year. Oh, he's 27. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's a, a hot prospect or anything, but he definitely seems like NHL level. And yeah, why played, not? He's played like, for Ottawa before. Buffalo, one game, LA. Why not so. see what you have before the season's over, right? Yeah. And I mean, when, really, I think that's probably what, what we'll... losing Riley Stillman. Who cares? Yeah. I assume that's what's going to happen after the deadline. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of people called up. And that's another thing. Like, so the Kuzmenko stuff that's going on is not ideal. No, <laughs> uh, it's really bad. It we seems really bad. That. <laughs> but uh, the, so. The theory maybe is that, you know, they're, they've got Garland up there. They've got Besser up there. They are trying to um, raise their value if they can. Good. Um, and, and maybe that's what it Same is. Same as Bolivia. Bo- fucking Bovillier. <laughs> Who looks, who's looked really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's looking great with, with Petey. Um, it, I just feel like there's gotta be a better way to do it than like, you know, punishing Kuzmenko and putting him on the fourth line. Like I just but- don't. I don't get it at all. They're just benching him, basically. I'm not. I don't know what's going on. I don't like, get it. Beyond just uh, them pushing him down to the third line, like, that's kind of whatever. Like that's. I get it if that's the plan. You don't have to like go 11 minutes and only play him 39 seconds. He doesn't have to be bottom of the team in ice time. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. It's just. I. I and, and now it makes it like even more annoying that they didn't trade him. Yeah, um, if this is what. Yeah, he played ten minutes tonight. He played he, less ugh. than Am, uh, Amon, less than Joshua. He played. I just don't get that. Like you, you re-signed him, and now you're just like third. cratering his value. And I like I, I I get the idea of like playing Besser more and playing Garland more and upping their value. And I, I, it seems to be working with Besser for sure. He's looked really good. I, I was sorry. I was looking at even strength ice time. Kuzmenko was okay. bottom of the team in ice time. Uh, he oh played my. like three and a half minutes less than Oman. He played That's insane. He, he, the, the next closest was dry. So he still played a minute more than him. That's crazy. That makes no, that's, Oh man. I just, okay. What? Whatever. I, <laughs> It's this team is always going to do something stupid and short-sighted and frustrating, but it just sucks that it's happening with Kuzmenko, who's like a cool and fun player, and they just resigned him, and mm-hmm. he's one of the few bright spots this year, and they're finding a way to like fuck that up, and it's just yeah, I mean, it's, just, he, it's like, classic Canucks. You're also it's a game that you're behind at one point five one. He's your what, second yeah. leading scorer this season. Like, what do you have to lose at that point? Or right? Second leading like, goal scorer. I think so. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, I don't get what they're doing. I, I Again, even even if you are trying to raise other players' values and then you're going to trade them at the deadline, like you're still cratering Kuzmenko's value. You're still probably pissing him off. Um, I just, it seems really so, stupid and short-sighted to me. I mean, again, I, I but originally when, when Pod Colson and Hoaglander got sent down to the AHL, I thought that was kind of short-sighted too. And then in, in retrospect, that was obviously the correct decision. So maybe... Yeah. Something that, like that will happen here, but I, I don't know. I think that's giving seems... him a bit too much credit. So yeah. there was talk after he was re-signed where it was speculated that the Canucks did it as a 
part of their plan because they want to attract college free agents and, and free agents from Europe. They were able to land one. So re-signing them is kind of like a proof of concept and also shows to other players like that that they might be trying to recruit that, hey, look, like if you sign here, we'll extend you in the future. Like we have your best interests in mind. So they, if they were to just that, like sign one of those guys and then immediately trade them, while yeah. it would have gone back the better assets, like long term, it might have skewered part of their plan, which I, I guess I have, I have time for that idea. I still yeah. would have preferred to tr- trade at the deadline for a first round pick, but hey, what you gonna do? Um, yeah, but yeah, the, to treat him like this is like the complete antithesis of that idea. So maybe that wasn't the idea, you know? I I mean, it's just it's the Canucks, right? Like, there's just no, there's really no telling what they're gonna do, what the thought process is, what the plan is, and. You know, I, I, I say this all the time, but like, you don't have to necessarily know what the plan is, um, but you should, as a fan, I think you should feel confident that there is a plan. Yeah. And I just like, even after the Horvat deal, I still don't feel confident that there's a plan moving forward. Um, if let they alone resign the Shen, we'll know that there's no plan. Or if there is a plan, it's a very stupid one. Exactly. Yeah. I and God, I really. I mean, I like Luke Shen, but you cannot. I still can't believe how many Canucks fans are 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 saying shit like, "Yeah, but like, there's no guarantee a, a third round pick is going to be as good as as Luke." Who Shen. cares? Like, have you fucking learned nothing over the past decade? Ha, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, we need him for the room. No, you don't. Who gives a fuck? This season is lost. <laughs> you don't like, uh, oh, God damn. I can't believe how stupid our fan base is still. We're going on 10 years of just absolute bullshit. Just like nothing. Right. right. And it's, it's the same arguments being made by the same like thick headed morons. So maybe like, this will give you a bit more hope. So <laughs> The uh, Sakaris and Price on Twitter did a poll, and it was if the maximum return you can get back for Luke Shen is a third round pick, would you make that trade or would you resign him? 100%. 70% of people that replied to the poll, at least when I saw it last night, said yeah. trade him. So, well, like, yeah. That's I, I think it's gotten it's gotten better. I, I, like, I, I agree with you there. Like, it's gotten it's not as bad as it was, like, say, four or five years ago. But the fact that there are still third, like that should be a hundred percent. The fact that there are still, sorry, Kiki just went. God damn it! <laughs> sorry, she just knocked some food off the counter. Son of um, a bitch. <laughs> but the, the the fact that uh, there's still thirty percent of the fan base that um, thinks they should re-sign him if they if they can only like that's that sucks. Well, here's something that's that like was mind-boggling so to me is uh, you remember the game against New Jersey earlier this week. In mm-hmm. overtime, there was a, a non-call against JT Miller, which yeah. I thought was a good no-call. Like, he didn't really get hit. It just looked like he tripped. I wouldn't say it was like a dive, but it didn't yeah. look like a, a penalty to me. But then the penalty that the Canucks took was like an obvious hooking penalty. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. And I looked at the uh, the replies to the Canucks, like, final score tweet, and there were dozens and dozens and dozens of people bitching about the refs i'm like who cares this is a good result we don't want the canucks picking up points right now there's like to what end why do you give a shit and that made me kind of lose a bit of hope because i guess fans have the memory of a goldfish and like two weeks ago it was uh sell the team bruce there it is and all the comments (laughs) and i was like why these these goddamn zebras out there that you get off your knees, ref. You're blowing the fucking game. Yeah, the I guess it's like reflexive, sort of. But like, uh, you know, I've I've said this. We've said this so many times. Like, it's it's been like uh, it's been almost a decade since I've like cared about something. I like was that, thinking right? about that during the game today because like the Red Wings had five power plays to the Canucks one, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, there's a point in my life where I would have given a shit about this. Yeah. But I, I just I, I I can't. I have it. I just I just it was don't probably I, it was probably against that, that playoff series against Calgary like nine years yeah. ago. I would I would love to care about that shit again. I honestly would would love to be able to care about that shit again. 
Like I, I want to get mad about a bad call. I want to get mad when the Canucks lose. I want to get mad if they, you know, it, you know, Quinn Hughes missing that penalty shot today. I, I, I want to be mad about that. Right. Yeah. And I'm just not, I, I just had like, it, I, it's going to be so weird. I mean, eventually, I presumably eventually it will happen that we will go back to caring about the team the way you should care about a team. I, um, down the stretch last year, I did. Yeah, like it, I, it was it was probably like me lying to myself, like putting yeah. it on a bit. Like, okay, well, if everything lines up, but I was like watching the games and cheering for them to win, which was like a a welcome yeah, change. And I was, and, get, and I I was expecting to do that this year. I was, I was expecting, expecting to, to be it. about in the same position. I, so. I agree. And then at, basically after the first game, it was like, oh no, it's the same old shit. Okay, yeah. never mind. Um, I mean, yeah, really the high point of this year was, was the third goal against Edmonton in game one that, cause man, yeah, that, that was great where it was like, Oh wow. Are they good this year? Yeah. No, they're no, one of the worst no, teams. No, in the league. No, and they, 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 they are very actually quickly shut us down on that. I regard. think Tim in the discord posted this. They are now 32nd in the league for goals against. Yes. I believe the goals against percentage for Anaheim is yeah. better. I think it's just totals, right? I, it, yeah. yeah. But incredible. Really, really, really good. Um, so uh, another thing about today's game, you uh, you got to hand it to the JT Miller, Connor Garland, Silly Pod Coles in line. They had uh, fifteen Corsi four and one against, Oof. and uh, and the Pedersen yeah. line had fifteen four and nine against. So they, yeah. they did quite well. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I want to see how it, it held up through the entire game. But I was looking at it as the game continued. Yeah. Um, okay. Did. She, change yeah like at a certain point like the red wings were oh maybe you know what maybe i was looking at goals for percentage instead of expected goals because the Canucks oh, okay. were like ahead in every fancy set i'm like how can that be yeah but uh who said played quite well i wouldn't necessarily say we got goalied we got like yeah. half goalied but yeah. like that saving against Pedersen late in the game as he was like stick handling around and shit that was pretty crazy man that goal would have been so nice Pedersen looks i mean he's he's incredible he's so good and which I'm like obviously very happy about, but it's just another wasted season for him. You know? Yeah. Um, hopefully really they, they make him captain next year. Hopefully they get rid of Miller. Like there's just so many, so <sighs> this team just shoots themselves in the foot so often, but it's going to be, we said this last year, but this year in particular is going to be such a big summer for the team. Well, it feels like they're finally making the big changes that they need to. Um, yes, they did with the Horvat deal. So, because uh, like that, the first year they didn't really do anything that big, right? Um, no. So, other but, than like re-signing Miller, but the Horvat trade, and then presumably whatever they do at the deadline, and then whatever they do at like at the draft or around the draft, like the, this team's gonna look the so major next year. The major surgery. The major surgery. It's time for the major but, surgery. Exactly. Like, not only that, the like Pedersen's available to be given a new contract on July 1st, July 1st. Yeah. So and you got, I mean, that seems like that's their priority and, and hopefully they, <laughs> yeah. So like, that's also going to be huge for the team because if that drags on and there's rumors of discussions, but they're like not close or whatever. Yeah. Like, what does that mean going forward? That's like the biggest oh, nuclear bomb. It's just going to weigh on the team and just be, it's yeah, it's really, where, where, is, where do you think's the funnest place for Pedersen to, to land? If it's not the Canucks, Oh man, I'm just trying to think of like realistic landing spots because like every team has like cap trouble, right? But yeah. you know what would be sick would would be Buffalo. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be really really fun if he went to Buffalo. God damn, that would be so good. Fuck. They... <laughs> and then what you but you push Cousins down to the third line center? I yeah, I, I guess you'd yeah, or or put Cousins on the wing or something. I don't know, but I, just Pedersen on Pedersen with like Darlene would be yeah. so much fun. And they have the, the cat space too. Oh, that'd be too nasty. Oh. I I selfishly want him to get a, get traded to Calgary, and then I could just like full on switch to being a Flames fan. Fuck it. That would be that would be insane if that happened. I, I, I just the only reason I think that like could happen is like maybe he's homies with Tanev and Markstrom still. Maybe yeah, I speak well about the organization. They're probably pretty fucked with long-term cap commitments. So I don't know who they can move out of to. It, it just feels to, like every team is like I don't know yeah. the cap situation of every team in the league, but like I, I think it's a safe bet to assume like ninety percent of the teams have like no cap space at all. Granted, if he if he uh, if he kachucked, it would give the team like a full year to to figure it out, right? 
Yeah, like and they have kind of like judging, two off seasons before the judging by the Horvat return, I think they would at least target the right sort of package. So yeah, I mean with with a Pedersen, I don't even want to think about it. But with like if you're trading Pedersen, like you that ha- your your hand is totally forced, and you have to go with a 100 percent futures package. Oh like, yeah, there's no there's no choice. Um, you you just have to do that. Like and then if, you if use Pedersen that cap space out, to sign the next cadre. Yeah, or you're just yeah, <laughs> just like you're full on. If, if Pedersen wants out, you just you're tanking. Like that's yeah. there's no there's no choice. Like you have to tank at that point. So I I don't even want to think about that. I know okay, I know I've I'm said sorry. before like I'm sorry for no no it's depressing okay, on the show. <laughs> I've said before like for his career it, it would probably be better for him to get out of here. But yeah, he's so good. He's and just and like, you gotta so ask much like fun. what would keep him here? Like maybe there's the thought of like legacy and staying with the team and being like the guy for yeah. whatever. And I think that's gotta, if you're that good at a yeah. sport, that's gotta be something that you, that you think of. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, his stuff's in Vancouver. So yeah, all his stuff is here. There's that as well. <laughs> yeah. That's the only other reason I can really think of. Um, yeah. or maybe, you know, management goes and like, Hey, listen, we stink, but we recognize that we stink and here's the plan moving forward. And next season is probably going to be bad, but we're going to acquire as many assets as well. And we're going to build a team that you can lead to a Stanley cup. And here's the captaincy. And hopefully that's enough along with like $12 million a year for eight years. That would be great. That would be very, very nice. But I, is there again, an amount I mean, of money it's... that they could pay Pedersen, uh, that you'd be like, uh, I don't like that. That's too much. Well, I guess it was like maybe like 15 million or something, but like I, I really, I don't truly, I don't think there is. Like I, I would be, I would be like pretty happy up until 12. Um, yeah, I think 12 is like, is doable though. For yeah. Him. Like he could, I, I, I think that's pretty market value. He's, uh, he's so good. He's going to, at some point in his career, he will hit a hundred points. Like, oh, easily. He's and so like, good. He's, he's, t- his, he's had like a downtick in shooting percentage this year or some shit. Yeah. I know he's like tied for first in the league. At least he was before this game uh, in five on five points. Yeah. Which I mean, he had what? Two five on five points. No, one five on five point today. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, he's, he's probably just as on pace there. Like if he. Yeah. So he's got 63 points in 50 games right now. Mm-hmm. 24 goals, 39 assists. Um, And again, only two goals on the power play, which is crazy. So he's in the he's in the top ten uh, in in scoring right now in the NHL. Uh, he's number ten. You, you gotta you gotta hand it to the Canucks. God, their, Big their David power. has ninety four points. Right it's now. crazy. Did you see that shorthanded goal? <laughs> yeah, or man. that he set he's, up. Ugh. He's so Ugh. good. Oh my oh, god. god, he's so good. He's so cool. Um, <laughs> that okay. Two things quickly. The power play. I was expecting it to be way shittier without Horvat, but it looks like just as dangerous. Yeah, but Villiers so seems good in the, you, in the you gotta, spot there. You got to hand it to him for identifying that and just yeah. keeping it rolling. Like it's a pleasant surprise. And yeah. I mean, Bester's always been good net front, but it's nice to see him like contributing meaningfully there as well. Yeah, um, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I they're not they haven't fallen off as much as I thought they would. Although yeah. you know, and, granted, and it, from, it's still early, but uh, a face off perspective as well yeah they haven't fallen off nearly as much as i thought they would yeah like holy shit <laughs> miller just took every face off for him today yeah he had 14 wins 11 losses the next most face offs was Pedersen, who had four wins and five losses he's honestly been like pretty good oh this actually this this score is so i think Pedersen actually has he had one point today so he's 64 points now i think anyway um yeah, I'm. I I'm just. It's so annoying seeing another fucking wasted season for him, man. Like, at at some point, like like he's you know I don't want to go back into trading Pedersen and, and like that whole talk, but you couldn't blame him first of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, like would you be surprised at all? Like I would not be. It would suck, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised I, I th- either. I, I think the worst part, obviously the worst part would be him getting traded in the first place, but the, the other worst part would be the fucking dumbass fans turning on him and being oh, like, you should, you should be honored to be a Vancouver Canuck. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be honored to be a Vancouver Canuck at all. You should be ashamed to be a Vancouver Canuck. <laughs> I, want, I want players who are ashamed to be a Canuck. That's what I want <laughs> because that means that they have that they're fucking good and that they want to win. Yeah. If you're honored to be a Vancouver Canuck, you're happy with losing. Yeah. You should feel shame if you play for the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, so I want to make I wanted to make a grand pl- proclamation. Yeah. I got a good feeling about winning this draft lottery, baby. Oh. I can feel <laughs> Aaron, it. No. I'm getting no. I'm getting I'm getting my fucking hopes <laughs> no. up. I'm do- no. I'm going to do the secret. I am going to do positive affirmation. Aaron, and no. I, I think it's going to be like a McDavid or a Matthews draft or a Jack Hughes draft. We're going to do it, baby. I I mean, obviously, I, I hope so. But big, so big Canadian hockey, right? Yeah. Fucking Rogers. Yeah. They're looking. They're going to look at the, you know, tonight's late game is the fucking Winnipeg Jets versus the goddamn Chicago Blackhawks. What an awful, shitty fucking game to be the late night game on Hockey Night in Canada. That is quite a bad the, game. The one yeah. that the what's best for for Hockey Night in Canada is if Vancouver's good, biggest yeah. market, got lots of good late game potential. You yeah. can have rivalries with with Bedard or not with Bedard, but with with uh, with Connor McDavid. They're gonna I mean, juice it, baby. I if know you, this if is... you are a conspiracy theorist with with first overall picks. I think if you're a conspiracy theorist, though, he's he would go to Arizona, right, to like save that team. I think that's like because I, I just Vancouver, like attendance wise, they're still like quite good considering how fucking bad they are, right? Like, yeah, I don't. But it's not like attendance was bad in in Toronto when they won with Matthews, right? No, and I, I think that's a thing. Like, I I get I get calling Vancouver fan, fans like fair weather or whatever. Like, mm. I I fully understand that. But like, this is like fifty years of of fifty plus years of like nothing. I, I, like. The fact that they're like selling out the building for this dog shit is like incredible, and it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they they shouldn't be. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you have to think. I know this is like the gambler's fallacy or whatever, but like you, yeah, you I was have bring to that think up too. <laughs> at some point, they are due to actually get a draft lottery win. Like at some point, it has you, to happen. You, you can't. Yeah, like in over fifty years of history. Like it's it, crazy. It's got it's to break once. And what better time for it to break, right? I mean, look, I'll take second overall. I'll take Adam Fantilli. Gladly. Oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll, give me Adam Fantilli. That's fine. But I'll like, take Adam Fantilli. But, okay, so uh, the other times where the Canucks were like in the draft lottery, like when uh, actually the Pedersen draft. Yeah. Where I was like, damn, I hope we get Nico Heischer. Yeah. Uh, I hope they trade up for it. <laughs> I was... I didn't have a good feeling going to that draft lottery or what was the one that you, you like live streamed with, uh, Oh, that was the you levy one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I didn't have a good feeling going into that one either, but now it's like, okay, I can, I can feel it. This is our time. This is our time in the sun, baby. I mean, there's no, I I'm, I'm sorry to any fans of, of other teams who listen to this. Um, but there's really no, I don't want to say team. There's no fan base that deserves Bedard more than Canucks fans. Like there mm-hmm. really is no fan base that that comes even Speak close. Speak on it. Like Arizona, obviously very shitty existence. Have you been around for fifty plus years? No. Columbus, shitty team, shitty existence. Have you been around for fifty plus years? No. Uh, Chicago, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> like don't even bring that up with me. Um, I I just. Sorry, no, no team comes close at all to the misery that we've gone through as fans. Um, we've never won anything ever. Fifty plus years, they've they've never won a Stanley Cup. Obviously, you all know that they've never won a draft lottery. Like that is, they've never picked first overall. I believe they briefly held the first overall pick in the Sedin draft year when they were wheeling. Oh the yeah, yeah. But they have never ever won a draft lottery, which is like insane i mean their existence as a franchise started with them losing the spin of a wheel and instead of picking <laughs> gilbert perot first overall they picked dale talon second overall so they've been fucked since day one it's at some point it has to break their way this is the best year to do it i mean next year wouldn't be too bad either you have macklin celebrini you have uh well i think cole eiserman is the other guy so th- these next couple years just just give us a fucking break just once just one time, I would like to be genuinely hopeful about this team and not have that feeling in the back of my head of like, oh, they're gonna fuck this up. Oh man, I, like I, if, I just if they get Bedard, I, I'm I will actually have genuine hope. I and I know it's the Canucks, and they'll find a way to fuck things up. But if they get Bedard, like I, 
you cannot imagine the 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 shift in tone that this podcast will take. <laughs> it will be incredible. It will be a different podcast entirely. I'll uh, like, oh man. I mean, I, I I've said it before. This is why uh, Botch followed me. But I'll I'll jack off until nothing but dust and a ghost comes out. Fucking for real. I just like, I, I just did a tankathon sim after saying that. I was like, I got a good feeling. And yeah. the Canucks dropped down one spot. San Jose won the lottery, and <laughs> okay. Montreal also won. So, all right, let me let me let me do a quick one here okay. as well. Uh, Detroit jumped up nine spots. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the Canucks are picking seven. Okay, well, look. Here's the other thing, though. If if the Canucks are picking around six or seven, mm-hmm. you are guaranteed um, one of the following players. You're guaranteed uh, Will Smith. Zachary Benson or David Reinbacher, who I'm really, really, really growing on. Um, or potentially even Mitchkov if he falls that far. All right. It took it took six, but the Canucks went up, drafting second overall. I'll take it. I'll take nice. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go until I get the Canucks here too. Okay. This could take a while. Okay. Uh three, <laughs> four. Oh, four. Okay. Okay. Vancouver first overall, Columbus second overall. Oh, there's another San Jose first overall, Vancouver second overall. I'll take there it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Seriously, I, I would take second overall gladly. Oh, but my God. Top seven pick, top six pick. If they're picking six, like you get one of Will Smith, Benson, or Reinbacher. Like that's so. Yeah, that's great. Seven would be, would be, it's a really good spot to be in. Like the more I look at Reinbacher, there's a poster on um, HF boards called MS. It's mm-hmm. like very smart and uh, is, is just like has been right about a lot of stuff over the years. Sure. And, and he loves Reinbacher. So, okay. Uh, let me let me see if I can find uh, what he posted today. So speaking about draft picks, while you're looking that up, something yeah. I've been thinking about is like the what's most likely to happen with the Islanders pick this season, and like what's best for us to happen. Yeah. I guess like so. Obviously, the best possible like scenario is the pick to first to next season. Something awful happens. Sorokin gets hit by a meteorite and the Canucks like have a lottery pick next year. There's been a lot of talk, though, about Mm -hmm. next year's draft class being shitty outside of the top talents, especially compared to like this year and in 2025. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that as well. It's so early on that it's like, yeah, kind of hard to say. I, I know what you mean. Like, so while that is the best case scenario, I'm kind of drifting more into like a more conservative stance where I'd love for the Islanders just to like be at 13th or 14th this year and be like, all right, here's our pick. And so you have two picks in this like really good draft in the top 15. I I think, I think I'm leaning a bit more towards that as well. Um, I would, obviously it would be nice to potentially have like two lotto picks in 2024, but um yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I won't um, be upset if that happens. No. The only way no. I'll be upset is if the Islanders win the cup. And even then, it would be very funny to see Bo Horvat raise the cup. In I'd be happy scenario. for him, yeah. So here, here's what MS posted uh, yesterday. Okay. As best as I can tell, this is the complete list of defenders who have put up uh, 0.5 points per game in a top European league in their draft year over the past 20 years. Victor Hedman, Rasmus Dahlin, David Juracek, and David Reinbacher. Sold. And he's a he's a right side, right hand D man. He's six Sold. two. He's not like he's not like a little guy. Like he's a big dude, right? Yeah. Like, very much like Noah Dobson vibes. Obviously, more at Cider is a, a comparison people bring up a lot, but like just uh, if 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 he's there at, at seven and he hasn't been like if the Canucks are picking seven and the draft goes as people are expecting it to go, Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, Mitchkov, Benson, Will Smith. If you run up there and you take Reinbacher, I, 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 Reinbacher I think, could go like top five. Honestly, I think like, somebody there's going to be someone above seventh that doesn't believe in Benson's size. I can see that and too, wants yeah. to draft a defender because well, because he's, like, he's, he's like a they're so hard. To, it's so hard to find a good uh, right hand. Exactly. Like, like I could see. But if okay. but if Benson falls to the Canucks at seven, I'm not going to complain either. You know what I no, mean? Like, no, no, that's that true. Happens. Like, you're, it, as long as you're in that top seven, it sounds like you're going to get a very good player, no matter Oliver what. Oliver Moore, what, I like what as well. Size like, is, is is Will Smith? Uh, let's see. Will Smith hockey. He's a really good skater too. 
Uh, well, he, I don't know this Will Smith guy. It says here he's uh, 54 <laughs> years old, folks. Uh, let's see. He is uh, six, six foot, 172 okay, pounds. Okay, so yeah, he's got decent size. And room to grow. Like. Okay, but like, I, I definitely think that someone will convince themselves not to draft Benson because he profiles more like a winger because uh, of his like, height and stature yeah. or whatever. And then you have like a big right hand shot D that is producing well in Europe. Like, yeah, I could see him going fifth. I could see like, honestly, I don't think it's necessary. Like he's, he's the type of guy who rises every single year and with yeah. the uncertainty, yeah, uncertainty like around Mitch, right? Yeah. Uncertainty around Mitch I could see him going fourth. You know? <gasps> like, Oh, what happened? I went back to tank simulator, hit it once. And the Canucks won oh, the lottery, baby. There Woo! we go. I thought maybe they made like a move or something <laughs> no, during sorry. the episode. <laughs> I got really excited That's for a very second. Rude. There. <laughs> All right, okay, let me, there, let me so hit the tank a one more time. A chance. Oh, I, I got second. Woo! Okay. Oh, All right. Man, we're, we're looking good. To here. Lose. All right. Remember I'm when? Just, I'm uh, remember, my head. When, remember when Jim Benning talked about uh, using Tankathon? <laughs> yeah. What a guy. <laughs> God, dude. I. Um, you know what's insane? What's he up? he got fi- he got fired like over a year ago. Yeah, and ha- we have not heard anything from him. Now, I I mean, it makes sense, I guess, in that he's like obviously not very like well spoken, and like even when he was the GM, barely ever talked to the media. But like, yeah. isn't that crazy that like he hasn't had like a favorable interview or something? Like, no, there's been like zero rehabilitation. Yeah, or I mean, the, or and there's no rumor of him like you know signing on as like a consultant or whatever a consultant or a scout even like you'd think given his history like there'd be someone out there that's like let's give this guy a i mean scouting i I know it's only been a year but like i don't know maybe maybe the nhl has learned their lesson and they're like oh this guy's an idiot (laughs) i don't want him anywhere near my team i mean it's not the case i guarantee within the next two years if there's a job offer out there he will have a job yeah i mean sorelli's like still getting Shirelli, Shirelli? Dale Talon is working for yeah. the Canucks right now. That's, yeah, exactly. Like it'll, <laughs> it'll happen eventually. But man, I remember when he like first came to the Canucks, and then there was that video circulating of the fucking Bruins deciding to trade t- Taylor Sagan. Dude, I oh my I, god, that that filled me with like such dread. <laughs> I yeah, it was just. I remember the other thing I remember was um, sorry, Tyler uh, Sagan. It's Taylor during- Hall. During the his first draft, when it was like telegraphed that they were taking for Tannen, which was like insane, and yeah. any anyone who knew anything about hockey was like, "Don't fucking do this. This is really stupid. You're gonna regret this for multiple reasons." And I remember uh, there was a guy at the um, uh, the JJ Bean downtown. Uh, on his phone talking about acquiring Dorset and like a, a Canucks Twitter guy posted about it. And then like uh, an hour later they traded for Dorset. Oh, so like, just like right <laughs> off the hop, like just, I mean, uh, I, I try not to think about it too much because it, uh, there was, there was like a period during the Jim Benning era where like, you just felt fucking insane because well, there was like, I cannot overstate this enough there were so many fans who thought he was a good gm there were so many fans and there are well, fans who still do do you, do you remember the narrative around that vertanen pick it was that like the canucks have always neglected the western hockey league in favor of like u.s yeah. high school in europe yeah. and they they just never take these players from their own backyard because they can't scout here and then finally there's this great big guy that's producing from their own backyard. And this is going to be the new change in direction of the team. Like that was yep. the, the narrative going into that pick, even though he like clearly wasn't the, the best player available. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to relive it, but I, I, I need someone to, I need like Drance or someone to write a book about the Benning era because there's so much stuff we still haven't heard about. Like I want to, I want to know like word for word what happened uh, during the good Branson trade, right? Like we have a general idea, I think, but like, I want to know everything because obviously it was like miserable. Obviously they were horrible at their jobs, but like, I just want to know all the details of like just how horrible they were because it, I, I don't, as a, as a sports fan, like I'm sure every fa- fan of every team has dealt with bad management at one time or another. Like even the really good teams, it does happen. But like, yeah. this was just like, this was like next level. And like, I know, Part of it, here's here's something that I, there's two things that really irritate me and Mm. it's, it's people kind of like, 
they're just like lying basically. But the idea that the media was like ever hard on Jim Benning for any extended period of time up until like maybe the last year is crazy. The majority of Vancouver sports media was like super, super soft on him. Uh, yeah. Other than like Botchford and then like Sakaris and Price, like the last couple of years. But like mm-hmm. for the majority of his time here, it was like, oh, hey, we got to wait and see. Jim Benning knows what he's doing. He's the GM. You're not, you know, like it, that's all it was. And it was <laughs> fucking infuriating. So for people retrospectively to say like, oh, the media was so hard on him. You know, it's just a bad market. The media was so hard on the GM. Like, no, they weren't at all. This media was paper soft on yeah. Jim Benning. And even now, like the... Like the media is is critical, but they still seem to give it's, the it's benefit re- of the doubt. It's reasonable, yeah. I mean, they're they're more critical right off the bat with this regime than they ever were with Jim Benning, which is kind of funny. But yeah, well, and like refreshing too. But I think yeah, they've- I I don't mind it. I think I think it's the right attitude to have. Like I think they should be critical. Like I I think there are so many fans who are like just report on all the good stuff they're doing. Just say the team is doing good. That's what I want to hear. Because like, and part of it I think is that you know sports fandom for a lot of people is just like. This like my I have a hard job, you know, uh, this is like my escape, basically. And I, I just want to hear all the good stuff. And like, I get that, you know, but yeah. like, that's not how the media should should act. And and I'm glad they're not doing that. The other thing that pisses me off is people uh, retroactively painting Trevor Linden as some kind of like genius who who <laughs> knew all this was coming when like he he didn't. He he. Re- OK, I'll, I'll give I'll give him this. He realized like three years in. Oh, shit. We need to rebuild. But that was yeah. three years too late. Like, yeah, he 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 left the team under pretty shitty circumstances, and he was right. But it took him three years to realize, oh, Jim Benning doesn't know what he's doing. This team is bad. This team needs to rebuild. He doesn't get credit for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. He, did you listen to that interview of his late recently? Oh, it was great. And yeah, I think that was I, fun. I, you know, I I think. This is going to maybe sound a little crazy, but like I would gladly take him back now because I think he's clearly like learned, you know? Yeah. I think the pro and, <laughs> and I, I don't, don't want to sound tires after next season. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound too harsh on him because obviously like he was put into a bad position. He, he comes in and like, there's really no place that he could go, but down because he's like, he's like a yeah. franchise legend. Um, so, and, and it was like his first time doing this sort of thing as well. Right. So, you know, he was put in a pretty unenviable position, but, Still, the fact that it took it took him three years to figure out, oh, this team sucks. This team needs to rebuild. Like, I don't think he gets credit for that. Now, the stuff he's saying now, he's saying all the right stuff now. He sounds like he uh, he knows what he's talking about now. I think he's learned probably, but I, yeah. I wonder, man, like, OK, so there's all the Rutherford buzz. That was just earlier this week, right? About yeah. with the Steve Simmons article. I think we talked about it on our, our last like main show recording on Patreon. Yeah, but there's but more buzz about it. It, it was like, it was pretty swiftly debunked by the the club like Dollywall was texting Rutherford and Rutherford was like nope and then Elliot put it in 32 thoughts and Patrick Johnson had the article in the province where there was like two unnamed sources so it yeah. seemed very clear that they wanted to get ahead of it and say there's no chance of that happening yeah. but after the season he only has one year left and like I know that he doesn't want to leave with a tarnished legacy and wants to leave on his own terms etc cetera, etc cetera. but they have also said that this is going to take longer than they originally thought. Yeah. So I, I think it's definitely a possibility that after next season, he just stops. Right. Instead of resigning another contract. Cause he's like, he'll be what 74 then. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame him at all. No, <laughs> like, not at it, all. It, like it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So in that scenario, do they go without a VP hockey ops? And then Alvin's just the guy or do they, Hire. So we have so many people working in in management, right? So yeah, presumably so like, they'd move someone up. Or there's I, the I don't know, there's the 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 nightmare scenario is Dave Talon, right? Oh, but would, Dale Talon would just be that would be hopefully so hopefully Bettman gets our back again and was like, nope, not allowed. <laughs> but I mean, I he mean, was yeah. allowed to be hired as a consultant, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, you, you so. raise an interesting point with Trevor Linden. Like, if you would want to, and if that relationship hasn't been too fractured. You know what, what my like next to winning the draft lottery, my dream would be uh Gillis comes back for one last ride as VP hockey ops. Oh, I mean obviously Gil- the, Gillis the, would be the dream. The, the Aquilinis like, is like decide, you know what? This hasn't been working. It worked best with this guy. Let's just let him do his thing. And uh and next to that, you, like can you fucking imagine? Oh my god, that would be <laughs> such a day on Twitter. Oh, 
But uh, the oh. other one would be uh, Lawrence Gilman, who was also like he was rumored before uh, Rutherford was hired, right? Briefly. Or was yeah, that before I think so. Alvin was hired. Yeah, briefly. I think he was mentioned, but uh, that could yeah. be an interesting one as well. But I guess he hasn't had a chance to GM yet, so I doubt that it would be like stepping right into VP hockey ops. Yeah, I just, I mean, Gillis would be such a dream. I mean, oh my God, it would just be. Well, because there's the room, the rumor he, he was going to be head of the NHLP. Yeah, and then uh, I forget. I think it's, yeah, Cerevelli, I heard saying that like the, because they're hiring the former mayor of Boston, the. the Marty Walsh. Yeah, yeah Marty Walsh. And Cerevelli said that his understanding is that Gillis is likely the runner up. And they also yeah. like he Cervelli also said that they talked to like about 30 different candidates, including other people from out of hockey. There was like um high level like Disney executive. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. From, I know like, they talked to a over. CFL guy as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. And apparently like. Uh, Gillis's pitch to them was we're going to try and maximize how much you make from like elevating the brand of players in the NHL and like, well, that would like be great because they don't know how to do et cetera, that right et cetera. And that was going to be like his plan to take it on. And yeah. then Walsh's plan was, no, we're going to be a strong union and we're going to negotiate a better percentage of overall league revenues. And that's going to make you so much more money because just a change of one or 2% there is going to yeah. really line your pockets more. So I can see definitely why the players went with that. Um, Another I really, thing. really hope that they we go to a, a soft cap or something at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's zero appetite for that from the owners. So yeah, and I I don't know where, where the players stand on that as well. But if they have like a a smart union guy, another thing too, uh, I wanted to talk about because I heard about this Walsh thing. So obviously, yeah. he received campaign donations from uh, the owner of the Bruins, who's like one <laughs> yeah. of the biggest owners, right? And that wasn't like necessarily vetted. But also people in that position, they just take money from fucking whoever. And apparently the the Fenway group, whoever's in charge of that, there are there's people that are, are partial owners of the Fenway group or whatever. Yeah. Who own the Pittsburgh Penguins now. They yeah. also donated. So it's yeah. not like it's a strictly Bruins thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's which it, made me feel a little bit easier about it. True. But I mean, of course, Jeremy Jacobs does run the whole fucking league. Like we know that for a fact. So yeah. this is not, yeah, it's not going to change anything. But um, um, by the way, do you know how many, so I just saw this post about Pedersen. Yeah. And who he, ha- he has more points this season than Crosby, Marner, Kaprizov, Matthews, Point, Rantanen, Panarin, Stamkos, Ovechkin, and Zabinijad. He's having a fucking He's He's having year. a stormer, man. I, there's, I don't think he's going to win the Selkie this year. I bet you he gets nominated though. Maybe do you think you think his two A impact's been good enough that he gets nominated for a Selkie? I, I I think so. I think he's getting up there. I've seen people talk about him as like a, a nominee for sure. Okay. So I mean Bergeron is Ber- they're yeah, gonna I mean, just Bergeron's they, gonna win. They should just rename the it'd award be, when he it'd retires. Be, it'd be honestly. cool if he got like yeah totally if he got like some votes at the very least. Yeah yeah I I I could see him as a nominee. Like he's been he's so he's just so good. God damn he's so good. I really want to get his All Star jersey, but again, it's so I just expensive. Can't, it's so expensive, and I just can't. I cannot justify giving this team any money. You know, I just, yeah. Like I looked at the all-star Jersey cause I thought like maybe it would be, uh, like it wouldn't directly go to the, the Canucks. Right. Like yeah, I, could, I, I, assume could, it I could convince myself of it. It was like yeah. $300. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, nah. there, there was like a couple other like small Canucks things I wanted to talk about too. So Martin, mm-hmm. uh, only the second goalie in the last, 15 years i think i saw to yeah. win or to lose 10 straight in regulation Oof. do you think he gets sent down once demko's back i think so deal is yeah. so much better Even though he's got, i mean like, not the, the deal, one... he hasn't been great but like he's been better for I, sure would you ha- you'd have to wave martin wouldn't you uh let's see but yeah like i think deal has definitely been better and like not everything's on martin but he also hasn't looked good at all 
you would have to place him on waivers because I, I think the Canucks did at the start of 2021. So he he would have to okay. go through waivers. So but like also, who do you would, think he would clear? I don't know who would claim him. I mean, I guess like Vegas, Vegas maybe, but they have they don't need uh, they don't need Spencer Martin. Spencer Martin is not better than their other two backups. I don't think like, he's basically the same. So this right? news so. dropped like half an hour ago, but Bruce Cassidy expects Logan Thompson to be back in their to be back in the regular season, but not anytime soon. Man, so if they could target them for a Demko trade. I just don't know what. I just don't know what they have that you would want, like in terms of picks. prospects. That picks, picks. Be, I guess picks. it would be picks. I guess what you would do with a team like Vegas is like that's a team you bet on, you know, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five to yeah. like completely shitting the bed, right? Like that's how you. That's what you would do. That's a well, good gamble I, to take, I think. Like I, I, I don't know if Demko team, makes so. sense for them long term as well because they also have what's his face coming back if he's not stuck in a rattlesnake gambling ring or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Robin Leonard. <laughs> Robin Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> God. That he's he's crazy. in he's in debt like twenty five million dollars or whatever. Yeah. How does that fucking happen? That's crazy. Well he bought no, he bought like an exotic snake farm from somebody that lost a bunch uh-huh. of money and there's operating <laughs> costs. Like look up the story if uh you guys are interested I, I just saw the headline. I haven't later. actually looked into yeah, it. Yeah, like I I, I read I read a couple articles about it like a month back or whatever. It's it's kinda interesting. And then the other thing, let me pull it back up here. Shit. So it's about the mill, not the Miller, the Myers trade rumors yeah. to uh to Boston, not to Boston, mm-hmm. to Toronto. And there was uh here we go. So Jeff Vallette, Vallette, how do you say it? Vayette? Vayette, yeah. Basically saying in, in response to um the fourth period rumor that uh Unless they can pull off at least one or preferably double retention on this, Toronto should be nowhere near this. Myers yeah. isn't unplayable, but he's nowhere near pay grade. It was like we all know that as Canucks fans, right? Of course. And then uh, Leafs TikToker on Twitter says, <laughs> "Dude, uh, I saw this. That was insane." <laughs> yeah, this was this was, this <laughs> was shared in our fuck? Discord by uh, by Jacob JPEG. So shout out. But what the hell are you talking about? He's an advanced stats Jesus. What? Is what this team could use a little bit of. Not to mention someone to bring a sign of physicality to this team's game. Is that is that a joke? Like, I cannot tell what... That's so insane. I mean, if you think that, more power to you as a Leafs fan. Like, uh, like it, I, I hope Leafs management thinks that too. But, like, um, Tyler Myers sucks. And, like, here's the other thing is, like, I, I haven't looked at like his matchups or anything, but like he's been basically playing on the third pairing, right? With, yeah. with Stillman, which is like such a great tank pairing. Um, but like it's it's funny to be like, oh, he'd be good as like a third pairing guy playing less minutes. And like he's doing that now. And granted, it's on the Canucks, but like he I mean, he looks really bad. Oh, okay. So <laughs> uh, what the fuck? <sighs> okay, so I'm I'm on Leafs TikToker's uh Twitter account. And he mm-hmm. retweeted Jay Fresh's player card. And okay. so <laughs> Myers uh, wins above replacement is, is 12%. Yeah. Um, 74% offense, 15% defense, 9% penalty kill, 9% penalties. But then his competition is 82%, his finishing is 61%, and his teammates are 79%. So it's kind of like really split. Like Jay Fresh said, the Leafs are reportedly interested in Tyler Myers. So am I. So yeah. maybe that guy was just interpreting that as like, oh, 12% wins above replacement. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? God damn, dude. Or they just I... see like the, 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 the compete and the even offense. And they're like, yep, sign me up. Yeah. I, 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 that's, he's... that's a Leafs fan thing, though, right? That like, the team isn't tough enough. I think it definitely is. Or, yeah, or at least like a, a dumb Leafs fan thing, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, if John's yeah. listening, he can correct us. But I feel like no, I've I, seen I that think around. Would, I, I think that's a, I mean, that's a dumb hockey fan thing. Yeah. I feel like every, every fan of every team or every fan base has fans like that. Um, I just, yeah, I think there's like the 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 idea like the team toughness stuff is one thing i keep going back to that islanders beat reporter who was like oh the islanders getting beat by another fast team uh referring to the canucks and then deleting the post like like it's just there's yeah i don't know (laughs) fans fans of this is and this is something that's bugged me about canucks fans specifically for a long time but like and you saw it a lot during the benning era when 
people would bring up, oh, here's like this list of prospects we have, right? Like yeah. they are so, Canucks fans are so good at looking at their team in a vacuum. They are so bad at looking at their team in context with like the rest of the NHL, right? Yeah. So they think, oh, look at, look at this huge list of, of young players they've drafted. And they're not comparing it to other teams. They're just looking at, at, at it on their own. And it just doesn't work that way. It just mm-hmm. doesn't at all. Um, speaking of, of prospect lists, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So I don't forget this. You're, you're absolutely right, by the way. Like I think mm-hmm. every fan base does it, but it seems like the Cubs really love overrating. Like, Oh, we have Ryan ready on the way. <laughs> like watch out. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Abbotsford Canucks, I watched the first two periods of their game last night against the Tuscan Roadrunners before yeah. going to the gym, which I'm happy. I, I like was thinking about my health and wellness, but I missed the Roadrunners goalie trying to fight Arshdeep Baines at the end and the, yeah. the, the Abbotsford crowd chanting, we want another fight. Yeah, that, that was um, great. And that was, it, was it Sedin night as well? It was Sedin night, yeah. It looked like pretty sold out, which I think is like 7,000 people. In the yeah. first period, um, Arsenal, like kind of yeah. their like tough guy with like a big cool beard. Yeah, he, he's, um, really, he's really tough. I saw he, that fight. He is. That was insane. Dude, He uh, before the fight started... He did, and this wasn't in like the highlight that I saw on Twitter. He yeah. wound back with his fist and started oh, like I, I did like see that pumping clip. it around in the air, like he was like yeah. in an old timey movie. Fucking yeah. rocked, and then like the fight was a good fight too. Like it seemed yeah. pretty even to me. But <laughs> the Abbotsford Canucks were dominating, so I yeah. tweeted this out yesterday. They ended up winning four nothing, um, but with like four and a half minutes left in the second period, they already had twenty seven goals. Or not twenty seven mm-hmm. goals. They had three goals and twenty seven shots on net. Yeah, um, Atu Ratu looked like a completely different player. Yeah, he looked good than his first two saying. first two games. Yeah, he was like everywhere. He was he was dishing out a lot of passes that like didn't end up in goals, but were like good dishes. Yeah, and he he ended with like six shots on net. Hoagland is uh, Hoaglander as well. Also looked good. He yeah. um on the second goal he had like a really nice pass. And, oh, I saw uh, that one. Yeah. It was like the the guy that he passed it to is his first like AHL goal. Schneeman or Schneeman. Yeah, yeah. Schneeman. And yeah. It, like he he waited on the release, but if it was like a NHL level tic tac toe play, yeah, um, would have been would have been even better highlights. So, oh yeah, and then Silov's got a shutout. So it's it's fun watching. Like my girlfriend commented when I was watching the game because like the Canucks scored and I actually cheered. She's like, yeah. wow, I'm not used to you like yeah. cheering at Canucks games. I'm like, hey, well, she's like, you're so much more interested in these guys. I'm like, well, yeah, they're actually like play well and them doing good yeah. is good for like, the long term future of the it, team. It, it's a cool team. It'd be fun to to go catch a game there. But totally. uh, yeah, they're they're looking good. Um, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see some of the, uh, those other guys get called up. But totally just we're heading towards the deadline. We're, you know, under a month away now. And I, I can't fucking wait. I'm and- just. I'm so excited for the trade deadline. Oh my God. I thought Giuseppe looked good today as well. He's looked good. Yeah, since he he's a few shots called up. Yeah, he's, he's like really the, good shot. He's smart looked, player. He's pretty good on the penalty kill. Same with Joshua. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I like him a lot. He's good. <laughs> I don't know if Fun you had name this, also. This this uh this sense as well, but watching the game, like especially in that that uh four minute penalty kill, I'm like, damn, this penalty. This is the best if penalty kill all season. Oh. Yeah. And then yeah. then they kill off <laughs> another couple and then. There's the second power play goal where they, I think they kept him out of the zone for like a minute. I'm like, all right, maybe something has changed with this penalty. Uh, nope. Okay. 66% on the night. I think uh, <laughs> Cody Severson posted a video of, uh, I, it was one of the, the power play goals they gave up. And it's just like, you can just see them like give up like during the play and be like, yeah, we're going to get scored on here. It's so the body language is so bad. It's crazy, just, man. Like J Pat just tweeted in the 20 games since Christmas, the PK is at 61.7 percent. Oh my and god! And on the season, it's at 65.8 percent. That's so bad. I mean, that's so bad. Ugh. It's hard to comprehend how fucking bad that is, man. I know. I think bottom five in the league is like it's going to be really tough to do, but like bottom seven, bottom eight, ah, it's happening. I'm, I'm so I really baby. think it's happening. I, yeah. I saw us win the lottery on Tankathon, so yep, this is yep. it. Yep. Um, oh man. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with a bonus episode sometime, probably around Thursday, on our Patreon. So, yeah. Patreon.com yeah. slash I hate this team. How y'all, close are we to the? Uh, yeah, I was just going to pull Taffer. that up. We are. 
$38 away. Oh, okay. So we Canadian just see a few more people dollars. signing up. So yeah, we're almost there. We're, 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 we're chugging along. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to happen for us soon. I hope. I think within the next month, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, and yeah, it also helps support the show. If not, we'll quit and you'll have to, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Watch, watch the Canucks without us. Imagine. Yeah. That'd be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. All right. Well, thanks for listening to everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow! Wow!